Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle. First, I want to thank you for listening in and know that you mean so much to me. I am a wife, mom of three, teacher, writer, and by nature, an encourager. I'm here juggling life and all that goes with it. That's why I want to spread a little faith and encouragement on your good and maybe not so good days to lift you up and onward. I'll be here reminding you that with God, nothing is impossible. And as you take your next step in your journey, I am filled with excitement because wherever you are, you will be encouraged. Your story matters. Three words. Your story matters. Today, I want to hit home this point, and for good reason, because you are here at the Be Encouraged podcast. Come on in. Welcome. You're listening to episode 117, and I'm your host, Jackie Brindle. Today, we'll be talking with guest speaker, Shadia Harichi, who is so encouraging. She's an award-winning author, Bible teacher, and speaker. She does not hold anything back from her own vulnerable personal experiences in this episode, as well as intertwining her faith and her Bible teaching and scholarly effort to bring home the, the point of your story matters. We also highlight in here her book, her newly released book in November, Rahab, Rediscovering the God Who Saves Me, is such a special Bible devotion. I mean, it is so uh, enlightening. It has really connected a lot of dots for me, and I've only got through like half of the book. I'm telling you what, it is a book worth picking up, and it is a book worth talking about because Rahab, it is about a character study based on this woman who, you know, had a kind of a messy story, and God uses every piece of her life, and it's so interesting how um Shadia kind of connects all the dots for us here and brings to light some really important points. And one of those today is your story matters. So I don't know if you need a pen and paper, you might want to jot some things down or remember where you heard those and go back and write them down because I just believe that somebody is going to be encouraged today. And if this is your first time listening, hey, come on in. I feel like you just got to know you're one of us now and you're going to be encouraged today because that's what this community is all about. Whether faith is like the biggest thing going on in your life or maybe you're just you know starting out and taking baby steps but either way no matter where you are in your faith journey this is for everyone to be encouraged because we know that we go through some crazy hard things and sometimes we doubt is God going to use these pieces of my story is this now this present time going to be something worth going through and I gotta tell you what it it is God is going to accomplish what he said out for you to do and he's got great plans for you and I think today the the encouragement that Shadia has for you is so rich it's just gonna be something you're gonna want to I don't know just bag up because and and just pull out on a rainy day because it's just gonna be that good it is such a special treat to have her on this show and what a lovely conversation we have I feel like you're just gonna get to know her as much as I do and just learn from her I feel like I was gleaned from her on so many different levels as she explained different parts of the Bible because listen it can be pretty confusing and she just highlights things in such a way that really just breaks things down in such a, a better way and I just love that so if anything you will get so much on so many different so many different layers in this uh, episode today and I can't wait to get started with you so grab that cup of coffee get on your walk or walk or run and be encouraged and don't forget to stay tuned to the very end because we have something special for you let's go Hello, Shadia. Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the invitation, Jackie. Oh, I'm so glad because I can't wait for our listeners to just, you know, bask in all of your encouragement that you have for us today, the wisdom that you'll share. I'm just so excited because today we will be talking about why each of us on this planet has a story that matters deeply to God, why we are so important. So I can't wait for us to jump into that. But before we do, will you go ahead and tell our listeners a little about who you are and where you're from and that kind of thing, what you like to do? Oh, um, well, I mean, I'm kind of a self-professed nerd. Um, you know, I call myself a Bible nerd all the time, but, um, I'm actually originally from New York. I live in California now. Um, and, uh, you know, I love, I love the Bible. Um, I didn't always, I didn't grow up. We'll talk about that more, but, um, I'm now, I would say I'm, you know, a Bible teacher, author, speaker, blah, blah, blah. And what I would say defines me is I love the messy stories in the Bible. Oh, good. This is a perfect segue because I'm going to ask you why. <laughs> why do you like those messy stories, Shadia? Um, which oh. I absolutely because you're an author. And for those of you, you know, who are just tuning in and listening a little bit about Shadia's life, you know, I will put um, the link in the show notes of, of who she is if you want to find more about her. But I'm just so excited because you really do pick apart the messy uh, parts of the middle of the Bible, you know, the people who uh, may not be the one, you know, the story, the Bible story that is in, you know, my son, he's eight, you know, in Luke's Bible chapters. These aren't the typical characters that we read about. And I, yeah. I love, and I think it's so profound that you wrote about these type of people, you know, <laughs> not the typical story in your book, like Moses or David or Paul sharing the gospel. So can you tell me why, why that is? Yeah, well, so the series of the Bible studies I've written is called um, Behind the Scene, Exploring the Bible's Unsung Heroes. So I'm attracted to these, like these unsung heroes. So most of us are familiar with kind of the famous people in the Bible, like you just mentioned, you know, and we revere them. We look up to them, you know, strong leaders, exceptional character, Moses, Esther, you know, Abraham. But, you know, I'm a I'm somebody that has a lot of mistakes and regrets in my past. Um, and so I'm attracted to the people in the Bible who, who made mistakes, who were suffered or, you know, they were overlooked. Um, people like, you know, Hagar and Tamar, they were mistreated. Um, you know, the man in the New Testament rescued from an army of demons. I mean, talk about a mess, right? Um, and then this new one I'm written on Rahab, she's a prostitute. You know, and so like, how does she end up in the lineage of Christ? She's an ancestor of, of Christ. And so these kinds of stories, um, I just think are so fascinating. And they just give me a lot of hope and encouragement as a person who has a lot of, you know, mess in my past, um, that God can redeem it all. Oh, I love that so much that God can redeem it all. You know, what, what you just said a little bit just to back up a little bit, you know, I think people can relate to all those characters. You said mistreated, like who here hasn't been mistreated or overlooked? Like we talked about on a podcast not too long ago. You know, I think these are things that resonate with um, people who are just living life. Like we've all kind of had our, our backstory. Um, and I'd love to know a little bit about yours. Were you someone who grew up in the church? Is this something that is um, something that you, you've heard growing up or is this, are these new stories to you? completely new. So I didn't grow up going to church or believing in God. Uh, neither of my parents had um, any, they were, they were raised in religion. My father was actually raised moderate Muslim and my mom was raised Lutheran. My stepfather was raised Jewish, um, but none of them had uh, faith. Um, and so I wasn't taught to even believe in God. Um, and, um, you know, I just, I just, uh, you know, never imagined that I would one day, you know, 
start teaching the Bible. It was a book I never even opened until I was 30 years old. Um, oh. You know, a friend invited me to a Bible study and that began my journey of faith. And, um, you know, uh, it's it's been a long journey. Um, 10 years, you know, after I became a Christian, you know, were very, very difficult because God was working through a lot of, you know, wounds and things from my past. Um, you know, like, like, I mean, first of all, right after I got saved, my husband filed for divorce. Um, and, you know, God just, just took me on this journey. You know, I mean, here I am a baby believer. I knew nothing. I didn't know a single Bible verse, you know, and God just began working through a lot of those past wounds, um, in my own life. Like I have abortion, date rape, substance abuse, marital abuse. I mean, it's, you know, then divorce and, and God just had to gently, and I, and, and I came to know God through that journey, you know, very intimately, um, you know, and without any background, you know, so it was really during that rough season, uh, that I came to know God on a more intimate level and, and just fall in love with him even more and more as he brought me through those healing days. Wow. I love it that it's some, it's so funny. You said, I didn't even know a Bible verse. I think, yeah. I mean, that's, we all start somewhere, whether we are young and we don't know the Bible verse, maybe we've heard something in a song, maybe you've caught on somewhere. I often hear that, that phrase, like it's more caught than taught. Mm. And I think sometimes it, that's just the truth of it. Like we don't necessarily know what we don't know, but it, it, kind of can connect the dots eventually when we start reading the word of God, um, where we, what well, we, where we hear that in today's culture. Um, and I just love that you write these Bible studies now, whereas before, you know, just starting out, uh, like you said, a baby believer that you were, you know, didn't know the verses yet and yeah. you know, didn't even have a study on my, you know, in your mind of what you, you know, what Bible study would be. And here you are writing, like such good, rich scripture and scholar, uh, scholarly writing. And it's just so, it's so cool to see that come to pass for you. Just encouragement. I'm encouraged by that, you know, because you don't know what God has for us, right? We don't know those oh, things. Yeah. I mean, imagine my surprise here. I am, you know, about 10 years into my faith, you know, healed of a lot of things. Um, but we're never fully, you know, there's always work to be done kind of thing. And, um, you know, I find myself in my pastor's office and I was at a career crossroads and he starts talking to me after he had prayed about like kind of what was, what should be next for me? You know, he was praying to God silently. And then he asked me, he's like, have you considered going to seminary? And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, you know, like it just, it was sort of like, it was exactly what I didn't know I wanted to do. I love that. I love studying the Bible, you know, like I do, but I didn't know like, oh, I could do that, you know? Um, and that was kind of the turning point, um, I would say. Um, you know, he and other people in my life were starting to see what, how God had made me, what he had made me to to, to be and how to serve him, but I hadn't seen it yet. Um, and mm. it was just, uh, yeah, just kind of a continuation of that journey. I mean, who would have thought that somebody that didn't know a single Bible verse, you know, God calls to seminary and that gives us hope for all of us. You know, it's like, you know, if God's called you, he'll equip you. We're it doesn't matter what your past is. Um, you know, and, and, and even in seminary, I remember I was just always attracted to those messy stories. Um, I, I was like, that. wow, this Bible's a mess. God's people are a mess, which was surprising to me because again, I didn't grow up in the church. 
So I had a presumption that, you know, all the Bible was like, you know, good people doing good things, you know, um, yeah. what a surprise. <laughs> I, I love that you opened up the book and I feel like that's going to be an encouragement for someone today. One day one right now, <laughs> open up the book. <laughs> but, um, I love that. That's a, a pivotal moment in your story was that a person came alongside you and encouraged you and saw something in you that you didn't necessarily know. That's exactly what you knew you should be doing or wanted to be doing. Um, and I love those pivotal moments. How, what made you take the next step? Because it's one thing for somebody to speak that over you, right? So uh, what made you then say, okay, yeah, seminary? Because it does seem far off, right? The person who yes. didn't know. And then from now, okay, faith at 10 years in, okay. That, you know, to where, you, how do you get that pivotal moment then that switch of going, all right, this is the direction. Yeah, what a great question. Yeah, I think it was, you know, up until, uh, uh, you know, at that point when I was meeting with the pastor on that day, which courses today I'll never forget because it just changed the trajectory of my whole life. Um, but I had at that point already started kind of doing some blogging, like I was blogging some, you know, just devotional messages, encouragement messages. I was being asked to share my testimony at churches and you know, like pregnancy centers because I had an abortion and God healed me of that and forgave me and things. So things in the spiritual ministry realm were happening in my life. Um, but when the pastor suggested seminary, what really resonated with me, and I think what gave me that, like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I want to do, is the teacher that God had made in me that was still to come out, um, you know, I remember thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I had been kind of pulling back from my writing a little bit because I was the more I was doing it, the more I was feeling like, well, I don't know what I don't know. Like what you just said, mm -hmm. you know, like what if I'm not teaching correctly? What if I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't know what I don't know. And so seminary was like the answer to that, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, careful training on how to teach carefully, you know, and that's what my, where my heart was. Um, I just didn't know that that was, you know, I didn't, I didn't yet see it you know, in my, in my head, you know, my heart was there, but my head wasn't caught up. So oh, um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Sometimes our, our head has to get caught up with our heart. Yeah. I think anybody who is an ambitious person can relate to that. <laughs> we can yeah. get it carried away with, you know, we know, we know what we're meant to do, but it's okay. Logically how, what's the next step. And I, I love that you listened in for, for that and really leaned into what you knew God was telling you to do. Um, and I love that you did because, you know, it's easy to forget that we are, we too are written in the stars, you know, where I was been, I've been reading the, the newer book that you had sent me to kind of look over and, and see the, and start the study just so I can have something to bring to the table today about Rahab. And I love where you start, you start in the beginning and I love that you start in the beginning of the Bible and, um, and I love that and, I, and I'll give you the whole, the whole um, title here. So everyone here listening, it's Rahab rediscovering the God who saves me. And I love that that came to my door because you started with some very awesome scholarly way of bringing forth history and truth and courage and asked readers some hard questions of what we believe and, you know, mm -hmm. what verses laid out the, the truth of, you know, God's foundation of his earth and, you know, how it came to be. And then Abraham, you know, and how he, God showed Abraham that we're all written in the stars, like, because he, he told him to look up, right. And to look up the stars and 
and he was going to give him offspring that would, you know, be greater than that. And yeah. it's hard to believe even then Abraham, not even having a child back then. I love it. It relates to even to your, to your own story and maybe to many others who are listening, how, you know, we just, we know what God has told us and put it on our heart. But I just love that. Maybe we don't always get to see how it will end up, but we can trust yeah. that his promise is there. And I love that we were part of that story. Like when I look back, I, I see myself as he's pointing in the stars, like Jesus, he died on the cross for all of us. You know, we're part of the stars that would one day be. So anyway, I just love how you point others to Jesus and give them the hard questions that stirs in their mind. And I think, um, I guess all that to say is when somebody today is questioning where they are and what they're doing and what's important in their story, what is that encouragement for you to them? Uh, yeah, you know, these are, that's such a great question. You know, um, just going back for a moment to what you had shared earlier, um, you know, the, the studies that I write, I very uh, intentionally, as you noticed, um, always want to bring the story. I always want to present whatever character I'm studying. So I write character studies. I like to study a person in the Bible. Um, but we, but we want to begin with, you know, what is God doing, you know, in the bigger picture? What, what is his, what is it? Who is he? What is his aim? How does this story fit into the Bible as a whole? You know, it's very important. Otherwise we can take, take things kind of, kind of out of context and miss kind of the bigger picture. And Rahab's story is such a, you know, it's tied to Abraham because Abraham was given these promises by God and, you know, Rahab. And so he, you know, remember God promised Abraham, you know, descendants, like you said, that can't be numbered like the stars. So all the people of faith, you know, or, you know, multitudes, multitudes, multitudes. And God also promised as part of that, uh, this, this land, this promised land, um, you know, and on earth it's, you know, the promised land on earth. And then there's this bigger picture of just the, the whole, you know, paradise that we all, that is waiting for all of us. Um, but Rahab's story takes place in the Bible precisely when the, the descendants of Abraham who had been waiting for generations to enter this promised land, this is, they'd been dreaming of this, um, right on the edge of the promised land and God puts the entire drama on hold, this whole conquest story for the promised land, which is theologically huge. And he puts it all on hold to pause and tell us all about this prostitute Rahab. Hmm. That's very, very significant. And it tells us that we, you know, God's got this big thing going on with the Israelites and the promised land and all of this. And then there's also this element of this individual woman um, with a broken past um, in a wicked city um, marked for destruction. The whole city was marked for destruction because of their, you know, um, um, uh, cult, cult, you know, pagan, you know, burning children with sacrifice, all kinds of awful things. Um, and God takes the time to tell basically to reveal to us through her story that that one woman matters. Yeah. And that's a picture for all of us. Um, because yes, God's doing these big things and we all can be part of these big things um, that he's doing. And that's important. Um, but at the same time, there's this aspect of individuals um, like you pointed out the stars, you know, all of these stars. And then there's this other, you know, passage in the Psalms that reminds us they all have a name. Yeah. 
you know, like this, this individual aspect, like, like there's, there's millions and millions, but I, I know each one of you by name and I care. Um, and so, you know, God is sovereign. He's in control of all the details of our lives. It doesn't mean we won't face, you know, heartaches and suffering. I mean, he, Jesus himself suffered. Um, but God's call on each of us individually is irrevocable. And in the end, he'll accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Um, and, and his aim ultimately is for each one of us to be conformed into the image of his son. And so that journey is going to look different for each one of us. Uh, but as we trust in him, we'll come to know him more intimately and deeply. Yeah, I think I think that's so important that when we come to him, I think, you know, Rahab, she she just kind of laid it out there when, you know, they came and um, well, I won't spoil it for everybody, but I I love how she does come to a, a conclusion of who God is. And I think when we we come to that belief and what we believe, then it changes everything. And like it changes everything for your life. Like, I mean, how old were you, Ashadia, but before you came to know Jesus? I was 30. 30. So you went 30 yeah. years, right? So without yeah. even knowing who God was in your own life. Yeah. Um, and I think it's such a call for everyone here listening and just to pause. And I'm going to challenge you just like maybe, you know, Shadia doesn't in, in the, in her Bible study, but I'm going to challenge you today to ask yourself, what is it? Why do you believe what, what is that pivotal moment for you right now to say, to turn your heart to the Lord? Um, because we're all on this path and we all matter to God is what we're saying. Right. So who is God to you? You know? Um, and if you don't know, go, go find these wonderful characters in the stories, um, you know, that are in the Bible, um, who have a messy story, just like maybe yourself or myself, you know, um, that we can relate to and, um, and, and see, see ourselves as one of the stars in the sky. Cause I think a lot of times it's easy to like, I don't know about you, but can, do you ever like, Oh no, I'm, I'm not that great. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm not actually meant to do this. Like, do you ever, like you, do you ever doubt yourself of, of what course. you're meant to be doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think we all struggle with that at times, you know? Um, and, and that's kind of just fear, you know, like if God's calling us to step out in faith you know, on a path that he has carved out for us, you know, I mean, the Bible says that our days are written. They're already written. God already knows. And um, it's just a matter of trusting him. Um, but it can be scary. And we might take one step forward, two steps back. But God's patient and he's gentle. And um, he'll ultimately accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely faith. love that. So yeah. faithful. Like like Psalm 139, 14 also says, you know, for us to praise the Lord for we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And this verse pops out to me because, you know, um, as we're talking about, we're written in the stars and, you know, being fearfully and wonderfully made. We we talk about that word fearfully, wonderfully made. Like you had just mentioned, you know, as we as we fear God, reverence, you know, we we revere these people who have gone before us, right? And who have revered the Lord. Um what does that verse mean to you? What pops out to you and fearfully and wonderfully made? Oh, what a great question. You know, that whole Psalm is such a powerful, powerful um, uh, Psalm about God's intimate, intimate care for us. And, you know, the reminder that we're created by a loving, personal God, you know, um, it's interesting, you know, being the Bible nerd that I am, but that particular phrase that you just brought out, wonderfully made, um, and there's, there's kind of two elements to it. So the word wonder or wonderful, um, in the original Hebrew, it's kind of lost its meaning in English, you know, but in the original Hebrew, it was very distinctly 
uh, as, ascribed only to something that could be miraculous. Mm-hmm. In other words, this is only something that God could accomplish. Otherwise, it's impossible. So when you see that word in, you know, in the Old Testament is, you know, wonderful, it, it's talking about divinely accomplished and, 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 and apart from God, it cannot be accomplished. So we are created by a divinely, uh, you know, purpose of God. And, and each one of us is a miracle. Um, and, and the second part of that, that phrase, because I, because I personally love this passage that you brought out, by the way, yeah. um, this whole idea of wonderfully made. Um, this aspect has the idea, um, what it really means is, is like, we're set apart. Um, we're not just, you know, created passively, like just, you know, like made to be put aside. We're actually made to be set apart for God. We're actually created, uh, for a purpose. And so it's a very, um, um, it's a, it's a term that, that, that has, that has a lot to it. it, It's a term that reflects the value God places on us as human beings. We're the only ones created in the image of God. Uh, and we were created for a purpose, uh, to reflect his glory, to worship him and praise him, um, to be conformed to the image of his son, so forth. As a matter of fact, what's so cool about the verse you just brought up is earlier I was talking about that God, you know, our name, our um, days are written in his book. That's in the same Psalm. Just a couple verses later, it says your eyes formed my unformed substance and in your book were written every one of the days that was formed for me. And when, um, and it says, you know, when one of them, when none of them was actually written, when none of them took place yet. So um, here's another, you know, again, my, I'm going to geek out a little bit, but I, I love it. I geek out oh, all good. you want. Okay, good. <laughs> like soaking well, it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this passage here in verse 16 of Psalm 139, where it says that your days are formed for me, um, that word formed literally means fashioned with a purpose. So again, we come back to this concept of purpose. God's not on the sidelines of our lives. He's not just passively watching things happening to us. He's actively working in us and through us and through our circumstances, you know, to accomplish beautiful things for his sovereign purposes, many of which we may never even know this side of heaven. Um, but, but, but there's this very intentional relational aspect of our lives and God's purpose for our, for each one of us. I love this. I love that you said there's a purpose for each one of us. Yeah. Oh, it just hits my heart. So, so good because I think how often I can maybe second guess that maybe if somebody's listening here, you know, if you're listening, think, Oh, wow, this Psalm 139, it's beautiful. However, I'm facing <laughs> a divorce or parent struggles or grief, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, you know, something happened, maybe someone's, you know, a husband or a spouse had passed away or, you know, or Israel, Israel right now is at war. Yeah. You know, yeah. what do we say yeah. in, in times of these mm-hmm. re- very hard, devastating, you know, circumstances of the reality? Because there's always a reality. Abraham knew there was a reality, right? The reality is he's a hundred years old and God's saying he's <laughs> going to birth a nation. Like there's yeah. always a reality, right? So I, I mean, I know there's reality and I, I love to have that blind faith too, but in the middle of all of this, it can sound really good to somebody, but how do we hold on to faith? Like by faith. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the beauty is, is like, sometimes we think of reality as almost something separate from the spiritual realm, but we have to remember that the physical realm came out of God, you know, God's spirit and he created the physical realm. So the ultimate reality is actually the, the, the spiritual realm that we are inside of. And so reality is not limited to the the physical realm. It's it's really you know that um um it, it, and I get what you're saying because I have my own believe me I have days and struggles where I you know I can't see what you're doing I you know I can't I want to see it I want to know it I want to you know I want the timeline <laughs> you know isn't that a frustrating one it was like oh but um but the reality is is <laughs> the reality is the reality is no pun intended um, yeah right <laughs> yeah but how I mean. We're all going to go there. There's so um, there's it's only a matter of time before any of us are going to face difficult circumstances. I mean, chances are, if we're old enough, we can look back on life and, and kind of sadly, perhaps see that there's more difficult, more trials than there are the good times. And thank, thank praise God for the good times. But there can be a lot of hard times. And so, you know, if we're going to. Um, and those hard times, you know, like you said, they could be personal, they could be global, like what's going on now, or even in our churches, you know, can be difficult circumstances or, or relationships or all kinds of things. So there's almost never going to be a time in our life where we're not facing some area that's experiencing a difficulty. And so if that's the reality, um, then the last thing we want to do is use that as an, as an excuse, sort of say like to pull away from God, like, well, I'm, things are going bad. So I'm not trusting you. Um, you know, when Jesus was walking to the cross, it couldn't get any worse than that. And he was still trusting in his father. Um, and so rather than us, you know, kind of pulling away from God and in that grief and despair, um, we can take that grief and despair. God never says like, pretend it's not real, pretend it doesn't hurt. He never says that, but he does say, come to me you know, come to me, bring your grief, bring your, you know, your weariness, bring your burdens. Um, and, and it's in those times that we can come to him and, and just pray, God, I might not even be feeling you right now, but I am going to trust your word that says you are with me. And so please, I am praying you would give me a sense of your presence. We can ask for that. Yeah. We can pray for God to give it. We can pray, help me to, you know, we can pray for him to draw us closer to him. Now he'll yeah. always draw towards us, but we might not always feel it. And you can pray, God, help me to draw closer to you. I don't feel like it. I'm struggling. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I want to rant a little bit and that's okay. God can take it. You know, we, sometimes we think like we have to hide from God, like he can take it. There's nothing yeah. on this earth that has happened or will happen. That's going to take him by surprise uh, or something he cannot handle. He can take your pain. He can take your heartache. And if you allow him, he will use it to even help you to, to know him on a deeper level. Because sometimes when we're in, I know in my own experience, you know, uh, there was one time when um, I was really, really struggling with uh, a wound that God had actually brought up. It wasn't even me like dwelling on it. He brought it up like an old wound. And I was like, don't, don't go here. Don't, I don't want to deal with this, you know? And, um, 
and God was persistent um, because he's loving and he knows what's healthy for us. And that wound is only going to fester if he doesn't bring it to the surface. And so he knew it was time. I mean, and he's gentle too. He doesn't just, we don't get saved and he drags all the, all this, the yuck up right away. Like for me, I talked about, there was this 10 year journey of healing for quite a number of things. Um, but I remember one time and I kind of, kind of, kind of lashed out at God. Um, you know, I was like, you don't understand. You don't understand what it's like. You know, and then God just flashed this picture in my mind of Christ on the cross and the suffering that he endured and the humiliation and the shame and all the things I was feeling at that moment. And I realized, oh, wow, you do understand, mm. you know. Um, and so, you know, Paul's wrote in Philippians 3, I want to know Christ. And it also says, and the power of his resurrection. But before that, it says, I want to know Christ and his suffering. Um and there's something to that because God has suffered. And so he can step into our suffering. Um, so when we're experiencing these difficult things, knowing God more and more intimately is what is going to carry us through those trials, knowing that we're not alone, you know, and we can, it's okay to come to him and even say like, I don't feel like reading my Bible, but I'll sit here and, you know, I'll sit here with you until, until you give me that, you know, you can ask for that, like, give yeah. me the courage to read the Bible because I don't want to open it right now. You can ask him for that. Absolutely. Cause the reality is God is real. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And, and, yeah. and he desires us to, to be, to overcome the, 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 whatever, to whatever challenges we're facing. He is, he desires to help us through them. He has not abandoned us. You know, I love that, you know, we're talking about all of this because it even reminds me if we want to dig a little deeper into Psalms 139, mm. um, you know, it says he he searches our hearts. And so I think today, if you're feeling heavy, like there's just a lot, maybe this is just kind of within you know, the topic, right? Like you, all the pieces of your story matter. So just going back to that part of you know, God hears you. He hears when you're mad. He hears when you're upset. He knows that if you're hungry, if you're whatever, you know, he's got all of those pieces and he, but yet he's a gentleman. Like you just kind of said, he said, we can call out and ask for him to search our hearts, you know, yes. and, and he wants to hear from us. Like you said, come to me. Like the word come is like, so, you know, I feel like if I see that word C-O-M-E all throughout scripture, you know, come yeah. to me, come, 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 you know, uh, come out, Peter, come to the water, you know, oh. come, you know, I just, he's like, come on, like, like a father with his arms out open wide, like saying, come on, you got this. I'm right here. <laughs> you know? And I just think I, I love that picture of it because as we are living our lives, um, God wants to be a part of the story. So invite him in. It's an in invitation you know, for Jesus to walk with you every morning, inviting him into, you know, your story. So yeah. Amen. Yeah. So I just, I want to talk about Rahab's story a little bit more, but if you have anything else to say about just, you know, to that point of, you know, we're helping someone to be reminded that their story is not a forgotten story. It's not hidden. It's not something God forgot about. Uh, what is your encouragement to them? Well, you know, actually, just as you were saying that, it, it reminded me again um, to Psalm 139. I mean, we could always point to many other verses, but I feel like there's something special about this in this conversation because, yeah. you know, Psalm 139 says that our days are already written. So that means God is already in the future, our future. He's already there. He's already written down 
uh, what's going to happen. And so, you know, taking comfort in that, that it's not this kind of like, we're not just flailing about, like we can't, we have nothing to grasp onto, you know, God is our, as our anchor in the storm as, you know, as, as there's a song, I think that says that, but um, there's this, this beautiful aspect that God um, knows our future. He knows our past. You know, one of the things I hold on to sometimes is, um, you know, uh, well, I'll, I'll just back up a little, just a, just a little personal real quick note real quick. Um, my parents were not planning on getting pregnant <laughs> when uh, my mom found out she was pregnant with me, they weren't married. And uh, my mom was being pressured um, to have an abortion by a close family member. And my father uh, stepped in and, and said, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And you, and, and I, over, you know, when I learned that as a young adult um, from my mom who had shared that with me, you know, I think kind of, str I struggled with like, you know, like I was an accident, I was a mistake, you know, and those kinds of feelings. And when I was reading Psalm 139 a number of years ago, I realized God conceived me and you and each one of us in his heart, mm. in his mind, before we were ever conceived in our mother's wombs. Mm. The spiritual is first, the physical is second. We're created, you know, we're a spiritual being that has a physical body. We're not a body with a spirit in it. We're a spirit living in a body. And so God created us in it. Like he dreamed us up individually before we ever came to be. I mean, if that doesn't stir your heart for the, for the worth that we have in his eyes, you know, I just don't know what will, um, um we are created intentionally. So intentionally, so, uh, fearfully and wonderfully. I mean, all of the things, but uh, and, and just Psalm 139 is so special to me too. You know, Shadia, as you're, as you're talking, it's my heart is just leaping out of my chest because it's the very verse. Um, I was 22 years old and I was pregnant before I was married. And um, my husband and I later, you know, married and, and everything. But that's a total God story. That was not expecting it. I was not ready for it. I didn't even, you know, I wasn't necessarily somebody who would... Um, you know, who was doing a lot of things, you know, um, anyway, all that to say, uh, being very vulnerable with my listeners today, but all that to say, I think a lot of you who know me know that that was a very difficult time and being 22 now fast forward, I'm almost 40. And, you know, I think back to what was that pivotal moment for me? It was Psalm 139. I remember mm -hmm. a friend of mine or a friend of my mom's, she's a pastor's wife. And she called me and she said, Jacqueline, I want you to open up your Bible. And I was like, no, I I'm, I'm going to make the call. I'm going to you know, I'm, I'm not going to go through with it. I have my senior year of college and I had all the things I had planned to do, yeah. um, all the, the things I thought was going to go my way. And she's like, open up your Bible. Oh. I opened up that Bible and she said, read one Psalm 39, 139 with me. And I did. Wow. And my heart leapt out of my chest and I knew, wait, this child was not a thing. It wasn't a, you know, it or whatever. It was my baby. And I couldn't necessarily, I don't think I could verbalize it then, but I knew I had to get myself to church that next day. And I did, I got myself to church the next day and I, my heart was like drugged to the altar. I couldn't even stop myself. I just went to the altar. And I remember telling this one lady, I was like, I, her name was sweet Tammy. And, um, I remember getting to the altar and she, I, I told her everything was going on. I'm like, I'm going back to college. And 
blah, blah, blah. And I, and it's my senior year and I'm pregnant. And she just, I bawled and she goes, Oh, don't you worry. She told me about a situation that she had and she brought over the the pastor, waved him over. And I was like, Oh, here I go. <laughs> this isn't Aww. looking good. And yeah. he had said, he, he goes, he smiled so big, like the, like you were just talking about, come, come. Yeah. I came to the altar and it was like, he just wrapped his arms around me and said, what a blessing. And he oh. smiled and I bawled. And, oh. But I think that's the picture of what I'm sensing and what we're saying in my story. And and maybe you're, you're picturing it now. And where has God called you to come to him? And, um, you know, I don't know, just to know that you're his, you know, there's no one else like you and, and the, and the, the child that you're going to have or whatever it might be, you know, is purposeful. And I, yeah, I, I absolutely. And, uh, and I do want to share a word for those listeners who might be struggling with, uh, because they made a different choice. And, you know, when, like I did, um, I, I made the choice of, of having an abortion, um, you know, when I was a teenager and um, I want to just speak to that listener right now. Um, God's forgiveness is not limited by what we perceive as the atrocity of our sins or choices. Um, his grace and forgiveness is infinite because he is infinite. Um, and he doesn't want the enemy to use anything uh, to hold us back from receiving the healing and hope and forgiveness that he has to offer you. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, I mean, I didn't even have this as a, as a note to chat about, but the very first Bible study I wrote when I finished seminary was I took a personal story that God had, I use the word extracted because it was extremely painful, but God, the first story that God had me write was my personal story about God's healing of the abortion choice that I made. And after seminary, I developed that story into a Bible study called Worthy of Love. And the Bible study is uh, based on my daughter in heaven, uh, who I named Amanda, which means worthy of love. And so if that's where you're at, and if you need healing, I encourage you to check that out, or there's other resources out there as well. Um, but Worthy of Love, A Journey of Hope and Healing After Abortion, um, might, might be something that, that God would like to use to minister to you because we can make poor choices. We can make the right choices. Um, either way, God's love for us is not diminished. Um, he doesn't change. Um, his love for us is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, but that doesn't mean there might be areas where we need healing. So I encourage you to pursue that if that's where you feel that you're at today. Yeah. I think healing for sure. And, um, and thank you so much for sharing that and being vulnerable with us. I, I know that we we're kind of coming from both sides of, yeah. of the, of the line and, and, you know, um, it's not easy either way, you know, just kind of sharing both of these sides of the story. I think being transparent on one end and the other, and I just am so grateful you guys are here and li listening to both of us share that the depth of it, because, and, and, and listen, both of us came, both of us love the Lord so much. And, and I, I think if you're looking at, um, you know, what God can do with our very little, um, it's amazing how he will multiply that. Um, and I, I just think in, you know, in way that you're writing, uh, you just write so beautifully, uh, Shadia, that, you know, you can just tell that you have a way of, of 
bringing parts of your story in with scripture and making it very, you know, uh, real. And in fact, Francine Rivers, I don't know if you guys know, but we're going to head to a different segue here. But Francine Rivers, one of my favorite authors had mentioned about you. Um, She said, and I quote, Shadia's expert scholarship combined with relevant personal experiences challenged me and helped me grow deeper in my faith. And I love that she said this, can I tell you, because it's a hundred percent true. I've already read, you know, five, six days of it. And I feel like I'm, I'm like growing so much deeper in my knowledge, like connecting the dots. Like it helps me to connect the dots. Like I didn't know there were dots until right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is great. This story is really coming to life now. And I yeah. think what would be your hope for someone that picks it up, uh, picks up your Bible study Rahab in the near future and coming out in November, I believe. Oh yeah, that's a great, I mean, you know, I think about today's life, um, especially, you know, in our our modern day culture, especially here in the U.S. and and other modern countries where we're very much, you know, the Christian life doesn't look very different from the secular life. We're fast paced, instant results, frenzied. And, and as a result, many Christians have come to kind of lean on a Bible verse, you know, as, you know, a Bible verse of the week or, or my word for the day. And, and this becomes our spiritual nourishment, basically, you know, breadcrumbs. Now, there's nothing wrong with Bible. I mean, I love Bible verses. Um, but if that's right. all we do, um, we're really, we're really, uh, we're really not being fed because the Bible was not written to be understood in verses. Wow. Um, it was that is not how it was written. And I think this is why so many Christians are feeling empty, longing for that deeper intimacy with God longing to engage with his word but they but you've just forgotten don't know how to begin and i think right. Rahab's story is a perfect place um and and it's because um you know through her story we see um how god's story is all inter- interconnected um I, I think i shared that a little bit earlier that you know we can't understand rahab's story until we first get a little bit bigger picture of what the bigger story is about and then seeing how her story what we can learn about God uh, through her story, because uh, Rahab, the, the events of her life foreshadow events well, we could have never imagined. I talked earlier about the fact that it's tied to the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham to give the descendants the promised land. That points to the bigger promised land in the sense of our, you know, e- eternal life. I mean, it's all connected. Um, you know, she she holds a very distinguished place in Hebrews chapter eleven. Uh, the hall of faith. That's highly, highly significant. And it sounds more like, well, that's sort of like, you know, as you were saying, kind of like scholarly things and, you know, a little bit academic, but, um, and and like you did say, I do share my personal stories and funny stories throughout all my Bible studies. And Rahab's story is also a real person. We talk about her, like how did, how did she interact with her family? How did, you know, like we, we talk about those kinds of things because there are some things that scripture, uh, reveals about that. Um, but there are incredible, incredible truths that we can learn about Rahab's story when we take the time and are willing to kind of dive in deeper uh, to into the Bible rather than leaning on just verses uh, here and there. For example, Rahab's story as the prostitute who becomes the bride of Christ is actually our story. Th- that's who the Christian is. We are the prostitute. We are the ones living in rebellion against God. Um, all of the Bible is a picture of God's passionate pursuit 
of his adulterous bride. All throughout the Old Testament, God's people are called adulterers and prostitutes. He calls them your whores. I mean, this is this is harsh words, but it's there. Um, and 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 God is wooing us back to Himself. And and in the end, when we come to Him, we become the bride of Christ. I mean, Rahab's story is really our story. And when we take the time to dig deep into God's word. Um, we will come away with a far more intimate, um, intimate relationship with God himself, because he is the word. This mm -hmm. is his revelation of himself. Um, and so, and so that's why I think it's just, um, we can, there's so much that we can gain by doing that. And when we do it in Bible studies like this, where we're talking about a character, I mean, Jesus spoke to people in stories all the time. We relate to God. We're, we're hardwired by God to relate to stories. Yeah. And so when I write these Bible studies, I focus on somebody's story, Rahab, Hagar, Tamar, like whoever it is. Then I talk about my story and I invite the reader to explore their story um, through God's word uh, and just come to see, you know, how God has been there all along and what we can learn about him and draw closer to him. And on, in the, at the end of the day, fall in love with him even more. Oh, that's beautifully said. I love that to fall in love with him more. Um, and I love that you even said she's a part of that, that hall of fame. I was just reading, um, that today. Funny. You should mention that, um, Hebrews 11. And I, I kind of got stuck on that Hebrews one where most of us do, where it starts with now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, for the proof of what is not seen. But the, the next part says, for by this, our ancestors were approved. And in other, in other ways, I think it says something different than approved, but, or in other translations, but, but yeah. 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 And I, I love that because he, it, it's like pleasing God, it's pleasing your father to step into faith. And I think we miss this part. Like you said, if we just take that one clip of 11, 11, one, you know, and then, yeah. but we forget 11, two was actually really important to that. You know, I, I just kind of like highlighted it over. I'm like, wow, how did I miss this for so long? You know, in my faith walk until literally this morning. And I'm like, Oh, this is actually so important. This is like the reason why it goes by faith, by faith, and and so on. If you've read um, Hebrews eleven, it talks about all the different people who lived by faith. Um, but he's saying, but that right there is what makes God happy. What that right there is it approved, you know, by God. And yes. um, he he is that. honored um, by when we come to him in faith. That's what that's what he asked to trust him, who he is. And, and Rahab is a, actually, you know, you had you had touched on it briefly in the earlier part of our conversation where he said, I don't want to give it all away. But there is this aspect of her confession of faith in Joshua chapter two, where she basically says, your God is the God in heaven. He created the earth and the heavens, you know, like he is God. Um, and so there's this beautiful picture of this Canaanite prostitute coming to faith. Um, you know, and, 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 and that's such a picture for us. And what's curious about that when, you know, again, diving more deep into the study, but at the same time that that's happening back at the camp, because this is when the two Israelite spies are at the Rahab's house, spying out the city back at the camp on the other side of the Jordan river, we read in numbers that the Israelites were turning to the gods of Moab. Like at the same time, so you have this incredible contrast and this constant, wow. like, you know, God's calling us to faith and his own people are turning away. And here this Canaanite prostitute, she's making a profession of faith. So it's like, it doesn't matter who we are, where we came from. He is honored by our faith. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. 
I, I just want to sit with that. He's honored by our faith today. He's honored by your faith. You're your one small step, um, you know, towards him, um, whatever that looks like for you today. Maybe you just need to feel like, you know, you say that prayer that Shadia had mentioned earlier, like, Lord, draw close to me because right now I'm not feeling it, you know, and, and remind yourself that to be real with that relationship and give yourself grace. And because God gives you grace, you know, um, I think there's just so much to your story that God is going to unfold that you're going to one day look back and go, wow, they were right. I was written in the stars, you know? Um, and hopefully maybe today you'll, you'll recognize that about yourself that, you know, God does have a big, great plans for your life and he's not going to stop just now. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and encouraging me. I, you encouraged me. I want to go read the Bible more. <laughs> um, oh, that's, those are the words I love to hear. That's my favorite <laughs> response. And, and I get that often. So I'm, so it delights me uh, to know that these Bible studies really uh, encourage readers to just really like, oh, wow, I do want to know you more. And I can, yes, you know, I can yes. know you more with a little bit of guidance. I mean, that's my job. Um, but the Holy spirit, he's the one that's going to speak to you. It's going to be his words. That's going to come alive to you. Uh, his word is alive, but I'm, I'm just serving as your pointer as a guide. And it just delights me, um, when those, you know, discover that I really can know the God, God more deeply. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You are a good teacher. And I just am so grateful and blessed by you. Um, and if you guys want to go ahead and check out more information, in the show notes, we do have a code um, that will be offered in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and use that code in order to do that. And it's a great present for Christmas, you guys, um, you know, to get <laughs> your girlfriends together, do a Bible study, go deep, you know, start the new year, right? We all want to have these great, um, you know, uh, new year's resolutions or whatever it might be, but really just get into the word. And, and this gives you a really good purposeful way to do it. So I'll leave that information about Shadia and, and all of her wonderful Bible studies in the show notes. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing some encouragement with our listeners today and uh, reminding them that their story is important, that they are loved. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. This was often and awesome. And I just want to tell your listeners that um, if you do end up wanting some studies, if you go to RahabBibleStudy.com, uh, you can get copies from me that I will sign personally, which I love to do for my readers. So I hope that blesses you. <laughs> yes. That's so awesome. That's so great. Thank you so much, Shadia. Thank you for listening to the Be Encouraged podcast. I appreciate you guys coming in here and listening from week to week. Or if this is your first time and you're really, really encouraged by all of these wonderful uh, words of wisdom, don't forget to go ahead and write a review and review and share it with your friends and family on social media. Tag at Jackie B Inspiring uh, on Instagram there. That's J-C-K-I-E, B is in the letter B, and inspiring, all one, all one word there for you to go ahead and find me out there in Instagram world and share with friends tag me in the story. What was your takeaway? What did you love about it? And don't forget to go ahead and click on the show notes because I have a link in there that will lead you right to the exclusive Rahab Media Tour giveaway. And each week until 1130, that's November 30th, 2023, we will have a drawing to give away one signed copy of Rahab Rediscovering the God Who Saves Me Bible Study by Shadia Harichi. So go ahead over there, click on that link and enter it. Uh, get all your email information in there and hopefully you will be the lucky winner. Thanks again for listening to the Be Encouraged podcast and be blessed. Be blessed.